Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thanks Hello. for joining me today. We are um, starting a new series mm-hmm. called Be in the Spirit. And um, if you had an opportunity um, to listen to last week's episode, we did a little series introduction. So yep. if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I would encourage mm-hmm. you to go back because we kind of give you a little snippet of what this whole series is going to be about, why we did this series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, I think that you would probably find it interesting. So uh, today... We found it interesting. We did. <laughs> We, we didn't had know fun. what we were talking about. You might not have fun. We had fun. Um, the first episode today that um, in the series, Be in the Spirit, is going to be Be Mindful of Your Tongue, which we had, <laughs> we actually went off on last week. A little church service. To. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm sure we have plenty more to say today about it. <laughs> I'm going to let Sarah say it all. Yeah. No. So Sarah, tell us about being mindful of your tongue. So if you did listen last week, um, you will have heard kind of what our motivation was at making this part of the series. And if you weren't in the podcast last week, well, just, um, kind of a little overview. Um, you know, Monica, I'm gonna let her tell you her little story about the tongue thing. But for me, you know, man, there is just so much slander and so much hurt and so much, um, ugliness that comes out of our mouth. And it just seems like it's been exacerbated lately with politics, racial tensions, faith tensions. Um, I mean, you just name it. It just seems like every time you turn around and there's just somebody who says that they are a Christ follower, that they're a believer. And then what is coming out of their mouth is, you know, just not exactly what you would think of that should be coming out of someone's mouth that right. says that they are a, a follower of Christ and that they are trying to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a sensitive subject for me because I have to work really hard at making sure that I keep my tongue kind because I'm just a matter-of-fact, logical, black and white, just you know, just low mercy that sometimes when I say things, it can come out with a, a tone or a, a thing, you know, that isn't as the other person is not going to perceive in a, in a, in a nice way. Um, and I've been on the receiving end of people with those types of personalities. And I know that they can be dividing and not uniting. And, um, as a believer in Christ, I should be trying to reunite, to unite the body of Christ, not divide the body of Christ with my tongue. And we all should. Um, I have a question for you kind of about that. Like, what would you say to people who are like, um, well, they just misinterpreted what I said Mm -hmm. and it's not my responsibility if they don't, understand what I was trying to say. So there's a little thing that Chris and I have been doing in our marriage over probably the last six months, and it's called a a perception intention gap. And um, actually, our church did a a message on this this summer, and it was really about the the mind gap is what they called it, how somebody says something and you receive something, but between the the message that's given and the way the message is received, there's a gap. Mm. And you have to be very mindful of the gap because in that gap, your body, your mind, your way of receiving it has an emotional um, reaction to it and can misinterpret how that came out of the mouth and received onto the ears. And so I think it's a, it's a, a two, um, answer to that question. One, I, as the messenger, I do need to make sure that I'm trying to convey a message in a way that my listener is going to understand it. So if that's your child, your spouse, uh, an audience that you're speaking to, whomever it is, you're going to try to convey it in a way that is going to fall on their ears and they can understand it. But as the receiver of the message, I also have a um, responsibility to make sure one, I keep my emotions in check. Am I thinking about that message emotionally? 
And two, um, I need to give the benefit of the doubt to the person who's giving me that message. And Chris Mm -hmm. and I have had to work on that a lot because we'll be like, okay, my perception was this. And he's like, well, my intention was this. And Mm -hmm. if his heart was really an intention of this, I need to give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, well, I emotionally received that message. And that's not how you intended me to receive that message. Yeah. So I need to, I need to hold myself accountable and be like, okay, Hey, I didn't mm-hmm. need to hear it that way. He, that tone wasn't there. His heart wasn't there. Maybe he was in a rush when he said it. And I was like, you didn't take the time for me or whatever. So I think in any kind of communication, both the communicator and the listener has to be willing to be part of how the intention perception gap works. That's yeah. so good. I have not heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I it's think been good really for us. Good. And it's kind of dumbed down um, when we, are, are frustrated with one another. Like it's put very simple, concise terms to how we're feeling. And I'm like, well, my perception was this, and now it's not personal mm-hmm. because yeah. I'm saying I perceived it this way. And he's saying, well, my intention was this. So now he's not being, um, argumentative. He's right. just stating well, the fact no, like, of his intention, like pointing fingers. Like That's well, right. you did this. You're more turning it back on yourself. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. what I and I've had and- to learn to say, hey, I'm sorry that I perceived it that way. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I, I didn't listen to your intention. Or he'll be like, well, I'm sorry you perceived it that way. That was not how I intended it mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really yeah. Good. Greg and I just had a um, breakfast and like had a discussion very similar to that of a couple things where, mm-hmm. you know, like I interpreted something one way and um, he meant it a different way, like that kind of yeah. thing. And it was the very, like, it was stuff that had happened bef- a while ago, but the setting for us to have that conversation yeah. wasn't right mm-hmm. until that breakfast mm-hmm. where yeah. some time had passed and, you, could you really know, talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So good. We did that's a Bible good. study, um, called two becoming one in our, our marriage. We did it in life group. We did it ourselves too. And in the book and Greg would totally, totally disagree with the statement, but in the book, it actually talked about how Satan can take the words that you speak and cause them to fall differently on mm-hmm. the ears of the listener. Mm. And so I think you have to be mindful of that too. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, right? We wrestle with principalities. And that's yes. part of my thing with this is that we're so mad at each other. We're so hateful to each other. We're so bent toward each other. Like we're fighting against flesh and blood and that's really not our battle. If you're a believer, okay, which means not just you believe in a God, you believe in the God of the Bible. Because if you just believe in a God, you're not going to believe in the supernatural world. You're not going to believe in Satan and hell and everything else. I'm talking about God of the Bible, you know, sent his son, Jesus died on the cross, gave us the word of God to live as a blueprint for our lives, to inspire us to see the character of Christ, yada, yada, yada. If you believe in that God, then you are giving so much energy to the flesh instead of naming what really is the problem. And we really mm-hmm. struggle with principalities, the powers, Satan, right. everything that goes with Satan. Satan. Yeah. And go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, you can finish. No, I'm good. I was getting ready. To I was on. just going to say, we can save this for the deep dive, but we had a um, conversation recently where <laughs> we were talking about something. And I was like, I know how she's hearing this. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I had to pause and be like, are you hearing me say <laughs> X, Y, and Z? Yeah. She's like, yes. I was like, I'm not saying X. I'm saying ABC. <laughs> that is exactly You know, happened. but I think yeah. sometimes when you are really close with somebody, like that just part of it is knowing them, yeah. knowing their personality and knowing how you should phrase and how you can yeah, speak and, and how such, they may automatically bend right. towards yes. a such wisdom on your part to be like, you know, I like, she could perceive that I was, mm-hmm. you know, taking something the way that she wasn't intending it. And that's mm-hmm. a very, um, that's probably going to come from being sustained, but like, that's a yeah. very, um, 
spirit-filled way yeah. to approach a conversation instead of being like, I'm going to say it, and however they take it is how they take yeah, it. It's right. not my she fault. just needs to get over it. Yeah. That's not what, you know, which that is just not a being very in the spirit. Spil- spirit-filled way to approach that, you know, um, situation. I thought that was... Well, and I wanted to ask Sarah, too, like, does this apply to, or do you feel like this applies to our electronic communication as much as it does to it our oh, well. conversation? It does. And that, and I think even more so, um, any kind of social media, any kind of posting, any kind of blogging, anything that you're Texting. doing, people cannot interpret tone mm-hmm. and personality and you have to be ever so careful in what you're doing. And I think that's also important. Like when you're responding, don't read into a post because you can't hear the tone. You can't hear the personality. You can't hear the context. They're just words on a paper. Um, and so you have to be careful even how you respond to someone's rant or post or whatever. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons why this is having to really be talked about so much now. And, um, I even heard on the TV one time they were saying that we wouldn't have all the fighting that we're having. And wouldn't have all of the spatting that we're seeing on social media if we didn't have social media, right? right? Because because we have social media now, there's instant information everywhere. And so everybody has instant interpretation before they actually have all the facts. Yeah. And you're just believing the one post that you saw, the one article that you read, but you don't have all of the facts. And right. you see the one video that was posted, but again, you don't have all of the facts. So before you've gathered all the information, you're already spewing and casting your judgment against everything that's going on. And you don't have all of the information. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I kind of think about that with the crucifixion of Christ, right? How many people spat at him and cursed at him, but all they were believing was what the Pharisees were saying about him. They didn't have all of the facts. They didn't know him. They didn't know his story. They didn't know what really happened. Mm -hmm. All they knew was what they were led to believe, um, that he was a bad man and that he needed to die. And so they stood behind that. Um, and so they stood behind the crucifixion of Christ. So, um, you know, it's always happened, but it happens more exponentially now because Mm. of the instant messaging that we have with everything. It's the global, the mob mentality that, you know, I feel like most educated Americans have read about can be like, Oh, this is a mob mentality. Like we need to, we won't be influenced Mm. by that, but it is happening, but it's happening through social media and through like electronic, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Influence. Influence. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think it's the main. It, it, that is just evidence of why God talks about um, had had the topic of the tongue written about so much so in the Word. That's mm-hmm. right. It's in the Word so much. David um, obviously struggled with his tongue because he prays out to the Lord constantly about his tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I love that though. And we're going to talk about how we have to be proactive and recognize what our issues are. But he does. He prays about the tongue all the time. And I actually this this week I don't have just a Bible verse. Like I this is so big for me that everything, all of my points are all Bible-based. Like I just, I don't even have a lot of interpretations. It's just, here's this point and here's a Bible verse to support it. Here's this point. You can't argue with the word of God. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. If you are a believer, if you're not a believer, you're not going to understand the interpretation of the word of God and you're not held to that accountability. But if you are, then absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's nothing better to make you convicted or feel a certain way than to actually just see the word of God. So we're going to dive in. I've got a couple of quotes I thought are really, really great. Again, you got to know that the tongue is a big deal when you Google quotes and just 
hundreds yeah. of quotes come up of all kinds. I mean, there were Buddhist quotes, Christian quotes, presidential quotes, Mother Teresa quotes. I mean, there was everything, yeah. right? So it goes to show you this is not, this is a global issue. This is not a Christian issue. This is not a white black issue. This is not, this is, this is a global issue. Um, and so the first one I wanted to read you is speak when you are angry and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. A, a friend of mine, an acquaintance of mine had that posted on her Facebook, um, two days ago. And I was like, Oh, I'm totally yeah. using that. That's Lawrence J. Peter speak when you're angry and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. That one kind of had a zing. Yeah, it does. Yes, doesn't it, it? Um, it, I don't have the author of this one. And I spoke about this one last week. If only the tongue were made of glass, how much more careful we would be when we speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause your tongue would just go kind words are short and easy to speak but their echoes are truly endless mother Teresa oh, Saint love Teresa that. love her so here's the deal this is what I want to talk about um there are a lot of truths about the tongue mm-hmm. in the Bible just th- it's this it's this it's this it's this and that's what we're going to talk about and the first thing I want to talk about is what comes out of your mouth is a picture of what is in your heart um, and I never really thought about that until I started to do the studying for this and it was popping up everywhere. And these verses were popping up, um, in Luke six forty five. out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the I other thing that kind of went with the heart was the mind. And so often with be still be free, what do we talk about? It's a mindset mind, yeah. to be something is a mindset, not to, to be proactive is a mindset. It's that putting it in the mind, making it a habit, turning it into a lifestyle, right? We've talked about that. And so here's the deal. Um, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he Proverbs mm-hmm. twenty three seventy seven. So if there's ugliest ugliness coming out of your mouth, if there's cursing and slandering and lying, it is a reflection of what is in your heart. And it is probably the best thermometer of testing the temperature of where you really are. It's the best gauge of where you really are in your heart is how ugly your mouth is. Um, And I have to be careful with this because again, my makeup is I'm a very critical thinker, right? I see things very logically, very critically, and I have to make sure that I capture those critical thoughts and not let them become into critical beliefs that I don't let them change the way I feel about someone just because I disagreed with how they handled something. And then once you're critical in your mind, it's very easy to be critical coming out of your mouth. Yeah. You know that, right? You're mm-hmm. like, you know, did you, do you believe, did you see, you know, and it just yeah. vomit, you just vomit criticism and criticalness out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, second thing, what comes out of the mouth is powerful and can be either, or it can either cause good or it can cause harm. Mm-hmm. So anything that comes out of the mouth is hardly ever neutral. It's almost always going to leave an impression and it's either going to leave a good impression or it's going to leave a bad impression. It's like I tell my kids, like every decision you make has a consequence. It's a good consequence or it's a bad consequence, but nonetheless, it's still a consequence. And it's like the whole choosing to cheat principle. Andy Stanley talks about everything you do in the day chooses to cheat something else. Some of those Mm -hmm. are necessary cheats and some of those are not, you know, same thing with your tongue. Sometimes you have to be firm and authoritative, but how firm and authoritative and how you communicate that is also just as important. So, um, I talked about David almost, well, all of these verses are, are coming, um, um, from him. And so we've got, um, Proverbs and Psalms and so Proverbs eighteen twenty one: death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. Um, right there, like death or life, death and life. Like he's right. not just saying good or bad. He's like death yeah. and life 
are in the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue has the ability to give life to something or to cause death to something. Mm-hmm. Um, in Proverbs eighteen seven, a fool's mouth is his ruin and his lips are a snare to his soul. Um, Pro- I guess all these are Proverbs, not Psalm. Proverbs twenty one twenty three. whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. So if you keep your mouth and your tongue, you're going to keep yourself out of trouble. Mm. Um, in Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, yes. but a harsh word stirs up anger. In Proverbs eleven nine, with his mouth, the godless man would destroy his neighbor. But by righteousness, but yes, but by righteous, I'm sorry, but by knowledge, the righteous are delivered. And then Proverbs twelve eighteen, there is one whose rash words are like a sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go through there those for just a second. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. Ruin is in the power of the tongue. Trouble, you can be kept out of trouble through the power of the tongue. Wrath and anger, the power of the tongue. Godlessness, destroying the neighbor, mm. power of the tongue. Rash words are like a sword or healing in the power of the tongue. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. All of those come from Proverbs, which Proverbs in general is this whole book about wisdom. Right. And how closely Solomon. related yeah. our tongue and wisdom are. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I, was, I know it, it just is so, and I wish I would have done some of David's in, in Psalm because they were really, yeah. like he cries out to the Lord. Yeah. Right. I love how Proverbs fall, follows Psalm, right? But in Psalms, he's just crying out to the Lord about his mouth. And I'm hoping I have some other Psalm stuff in here, but, um, and then there's the wisdom of Proverbs. And so we talked about in the last week about praying for wisdom, that yep. God would give you the wisdom to know when to speak how to speak, where to speak. And mm-hmm. if you are reactive, there is no way your reactivity is covered in wisdom. Right. Because you didn't have time to pray for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's The proverb I was trying to remember last week is a well-timed word is like an apple of gold. I love that. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. I mean, and which comes from wisdom. Yeah, it does. And, and, and I just am so frustrated. And we were preaching about this last week, but I'm so frustrated about how we've allowed the tongue to become so slanderous to the body of Christ. And we are just, we're tearing each other down. Mm -hmm. We're not building each other up. And that's the antithesis of what we're supposed to be doing. Um, Here's the other thing. We will be held accountable for what comes out of the mouth. And this was really big for me and all the commentaries I read, like, it's no joke. Like Jesus is telling us, like, you're going to be accountable for what comes out of your mouth. And it's one of the things that he says that we will give accountability for at the judgment seat of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, In Matthew 12, 36 through 37, it says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak Mm -hmm. for by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Well, so again, I think what happens is that we, we henpick what we want out of the Bible and we make it work for us. And we don't ever want to have to talk about accountability justification, how mm-hmm. God, you know, God is the, the greatest judge that we'll stand before in some day. Um, and, and every commentary that I read said that there is no reason for us to think that you will not stand before God and give an accountability for your words. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I got to quit cussing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's not just that, but like, I, I don't know if this is a Southern. Okay. Y'all will be able to tell me because Sarah's Southern mm-hmm. and Monica's not so not, she's not so, she's she's been not, in the south for a while she has yeah but she's a pseudo southerner did y'all yeah. ever say um 
quit running your mouth. <laughs> Did anybody ever yeah. say that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you just can't stop running your mouth. Yep. I right. feel like that's something my family said to me quit on a daily <laughs> basis. If it weren't for that mouth. You know, like, I think I heard that every day. Oh, I have to tell Rylan that all the time. I'm like, just shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Just be quiet. Like, I literally sometimes look at him and just say, shut up because he knows if I say the shut up like I'm serious like you you are on the brink and his biggest and I get it because that was me <laughs> yeah unbridled tongue <laughs> yes. the unbridled tongue you're reacting you're not being proactive right now just be quiet um but yeah it's so true and really to be honest with you the thing we're gonna give accountability for it's really not like the cussing and stuff like that right no, it's it's yeah. actually idleness that's right it's the idleness of our mouth it's the talking about things that we have no reason to be talking about. It's the the speaking of things that we have no business speaking yes. about. Um, mm. And so here I wanted to read this. Careless here means the idle word, which is talking about the revealing of one's character. Mm. If words are the window mm. into a man's heart, then words are the colors of a man's character. Yeah. I made that up. That's not too bad, is it? That's really good. You're <laughs> going to need to send that to me so we can okay. make a fun little I will. graphic. It, it, but seriously, the, the, here what it's talking about is the words you speak are a reflection of your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly. And so yeah. what you're going to give account for is your character in the end. Yeah. That's what you're giving an account for. But how do people know what your character is? By the words that come out of your mouth. Yep. Our calling is to spread the gospel, to carry out the character of our Christ to the ends of the mm-hmm. earth. It was it, That's the point, is for us to be the hands and feet, the hands and feet of Jesus. Why would we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Well, you can't go and do good in Africa and then turn around and lie and condemn and slander yeah. the, the neighbor. Like, it, they just don't go hand in hand, right? You can't just do right things you have to be right things that reminds me of the quote by saint francis of assisi that says preach christ always always if necessary use words oh i yes. love that so it's it is it's your it's your conduct it's your That's right behaviors that come from the inside yes. that determine if you're being christ-like or not and the words are which you is know. why being sustained is going to be so important because it's the Jesus yeah. in us mm-hmm. that allows us to be kind to other people to speak and and to if you, again, if you're a believer and the spirit of God lives inside of you, then as soon as you do something wrong, you shouldn't fe- feel you vindicated should feel, and powerful. Yeah, you should, you should feel, feel guilty and ashamed. <laughs> yes. And yes. if you don't feel guilty and ashamed, you might want to really do some reflection about where you are yes. in your relationship with Christ. I would never judge somebody and say you're not saved, but you better really do some soul searching about where you are with Christ because that is not biblical. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get away with much. No. Like if I yeah. say something or, you know, like God's very quick to be like, mm, man, that, not, that's yeah. reflective of something that I'm not happy with in yep. your soul. If it is not the Holy Spirit doing it, then he brings about somebody else who's <laughs> like, sister, that was not a, that was not Sometimes a game. Most of the time it's Monica. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to read this because I got a few a things way. still. I got to cover up, a cover over and we were running short on time, but this was beautiful. This was Matthew Henry's commentary. The heart is the fountain. Words are the streams. A troubled fountain and a corrupt spring must send forth muddy and unpleasant streams. Nothing but the salt of grace cast into the spring will heal the waters, season the speech and purify the corrupt communication. An evil man has an evil treasure in his heart and out of it springs forth evil things lust and corruptions 
dwell in and reign in in the heart are an evil treasure, out of which the sinner brings forth bad words and actions to dishonor God and hurt others. Let us keep constant watch over ourselves that we may speak words agreeable to the Christian character. Mm. Muddy waters. I love that. And only the salt of grace. I love that. Can clean up the springs of water. Um, If evil things are coming out of your heart, then you might need to stop and evaluate yourself. If evil and ugly things are coming out of your tongue, you might need to stop and evaluate yourself because here's what the Lord says in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, must have been the KJV, <laughs> feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Two of the six abominations, seven abominations, a lying tongue, somebody who's speaking unkindly. Mm-hmm. And another one is a heart that deviseth wicked things. But what we just say comes out, comes out of the heart are your mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Right. So if you got a evil, wicked heart, then your, your words are going to be too. Um, why is our tongue such a big deal? We kind of already talked on this, but I just wanted to kind of do this dot, dot, dot. First of all, we're a testimony of God's character. So what comes out of our mouth is a reflection of the God we serve. Mm -hmm. Not taming the tongue goes against all the ways God tells us to be. God tells us to be forgiving, to be kind, to be long-suffering, to be encouraging, to be, I mean, forbearing. You could go on and on and on. None of it says to be honest with your words, to be chaste, to, uh, or, you know, with your tongue and, and to just let people know how you're feeling all the time. Speak what's in your heart. That's not what he says. He says all the antithesis of those things. Somebody ticks you off, forgive them. Mm-hmm. Someone wrongs yeah. you, forgive them. Somebody's trying your patience, be forbearing, be long suffering. Someone's going through a hard time, help them out. Mm-hmm. None of it is tell them how wrong they are. Tell them how stupid yeah. they are. Tell them how whatever they are. Um, to not have control of the tongue is to give control to evil. Mm. If you're not going to have control of the tongue, give God the control of the tongue. Something else is going to take control of that tongue. Something else is going to come out of it. Um, it is the number one way to hurt our testimony. Yeah. And um, I think that I was going to ask you guys if you had any other ways that you can think of that why the tongue is such a big deal. Um, and if you have one, you know, let me know. If not, I'm going to run through to the next point. Well, I was just thinking um, relationships, you know, like your relationships with your kids and with your spouse and what words you choose in, um, especially like if it's with kids and how quick sometimes I can be to just offer a word that maybe isn't well thought out Mm -hmm. for the child that I'm speaking to Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, um, like someone who's a words of affirmation, love language person to just quickly be like, stop doing that. That's ridiculous. Like that can hurt more to that person, you know, and just, it it can break your words can break relationships without you even being aware that there are fractures. Oh, it's so true. And something I would say is like, when I think of, um, being mindful of the tongue, my first thought is, um, like kind of what we've talked about, like refraining from saying wrong things or, um, or something like that. But I also think to, cause for me, um, I think Sarah and I are probably on the same page. Like my issue is that I need to stop saying things, (laughs) but some of your issues may be that God is calling you to speak up. Yes. You maybe have that gentle and quiet spirit and God is saying, um, you know, silence, um, it can also be a sin. That's if, right. If God's calling you to speak up for righteousness yeah. and you're not doing it, that's right. Um, that is also a reflection of your heart. That's right. Um, and to not be afraid to 
to do the right thing. That's right. Because mm-hmm. if you're not speaking out of fear, fear is not a motivator. That's not of God. Right. It's okay to speak. There are times to speak in tough times. Mm-hmm. There are things and messages that have to be spoken. And your words may be more um, potent than someone like me and Sarah's That's sometimes right. because we talk so much mm-hmm. that, um, like I think about Andy, when Andy speaks, people stop talking and they people listen. listen because he only says things that he knows he's very driven or very called to right. say. Um, and I think you probably, you're the same way, Monica. Like you, I feel like that about Monica. Mm-hmm. Like when she says something, I'm like, Listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is Monica the insightfulness, saying? you know, mm-hmm. so be, yeah. I don't know if somebody's yeah. listening to this, be encouraged by that. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. I would add being mindful of your tongue doesn't mean that you can't ever say anything that is constructive, that right. is, um, challenging. Mm-hmm. It's just like we had said before, it's all about how you say it. And is there love and grace laced mm-hmm. with the words that you're about yeah. to speak? Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, here's some things to help our hearts. Psalm 141.3, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Mm. Psalm 118.5, out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. That one is there because if you're in distress over your mouth, call upon the Lord. He will set you free. Whatever your distress is caused from, let him set you free. James 1.19, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. And Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such is good for building up as it as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Mm. So the help for the heart part was just, hey, there are verses in the Bible that will mm-hmm. encourage you about yeah. your mouth, to help you with your mouth, to Um, give you a prayer to pray to Jesus. And that's actually one of my practical applications is look at these verses and, and um, I'll post several of these verses in our blog so that you can pick from them, but look at these verses and pick one and pray it over your mouth, pray it, pray circle around it. Um, Because God will, he promises to deliver us and he will want to deliver us from a mouth issue because he knows the importance of it in the kingdom building of Christ. Um, So just a couple of practical applications, ask a loved one, to help you realize, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm going to save that one for another another podcast we're going to do. Sorry. Uh, pray a circle around your tongue using some of the verses from above. Um, literally, just pray a circle around who you are and what your problem is. Uh, put a jar. This is a fun one. Put a jar at the office with your coworkers or do it at home. And everyone has to put a quarter or dollar, whatever you decide in the jar, each time someone cusses, gossips, lies, or is hurtful. Anytime anything ugly comes out of the mouth, you put that, everybody has to look at, that's a quarter or that's a dollar, right? Once you fill the jar up, then go and do something with the money. Give it away to somebody, go whatever you want to do with it. But it's the breaking of the habits. It's making you mindful, reminding you that you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing and helping you to see that you need to change it um, and and that you're not by yourself. Do it with other people. It's more fun if you do it with other people because you don't feel like you're so (laughs) self-condemning if you realize everybody has an issue and needs to do that. My sister-in-law did this at work. She works the military mouths are foul so she put a jar in there she was in charge she was the the manager the department she worked in and and she put a jar in there and they had to fill it up every time somebody cast they had i think it was quarters they put quarters in it so my sister does something like that like the but it's like the opposite Mm -hmm. um and they speak uh blessings Mm -hmm. like they have a blessings jar i like that and um 
and I just find it cool when people can do this and really stick with it. And they, her family does, all her kids, everybody, um, they just throughout the year write blessings. That's um, right. And like encouraging notes to each other and keep it in this jar. And then at the first uh, January of every year, they take all the blessings out and they read them together as a That's family. Neat. And the jar, like I was at her house the other day and that jar is like overflowing with that little papers. That is so cool. And it is so cool. That is so cool. That's I love that. a great that. idea. But like speaking life and then like, you know, like yes. Yes. being accountable to speaking life and to um yes and to when you're not I yeah that's, great. that's true don't just do it to when you're doing bad things do it for good things too mm-hmm. well so we went a little long today awesome. but there's a lot of Man, stuff to talk about i'm sure we sk- didn't even get we to a did. lot of it yeah. we didn't talk about the meat i didn't get to preach today <laughs> but that's okay because you know what the word of god can preach itself that's, that's right. the, so. the truth right. well monica will you pray us out today yes Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you that um, you love us too much to let us remain in a state where we are not speaking life, where we are um, not being cautious of our words, that you have a purpose for us in what we say. And I pray that you would continue to remind us um, of the situations where we need to speak life, where we need to be encouraging, where we need to be edifying, where we need to speak up and be bold or to be challenging. Um, Continue to just highlight those moments for us and help us all to cultivate a um, characteristic of Christ when it comes to our mouths. In 